Welcome back. Welcome back. It is Brett. We are Colinless today. Colin is is probably headed somewhere to kill something. Actually, I know he's headed somewhere to at least film somebody killing something. He is headed to Oklahoma. Um, but we have someone in his place today. We have McCoy from SMC Scott Martin Challenge. If you haven't seen him on YouTube, you've probably seen him on ESPN2 or Discovery Channel. Um, he films Scott's stuff. He edits Scott's stuff. And we get to dive in today a little bit about how he got to that point, working with Scott, um, what he did before then, what he's done since then, uh, the highs and lows, the funny stuff, the not-so-funny stuff, um, behind-the-scenes stuff, and, and just get to know McCoy a little bit better. Um, it's a great conversation. I hope you guys enjoy it, and uh, let's get right into it. Looking through the lens of our camera, we have caught some unbelievable moments when it comes to professional bass fishing. How do they do it? Hell, we don't know. We're just camera guys. Yeah, we'll, we'll jump right into it. Um, so, yes, today is McCoy with SMC, Scott Martin Challenge. How's it going? Yeah. So, I've been wanting to have you on since we started it because you're kind of the, uh, in my opinion, you're you're the guy in the YouTube space, the fishing tournament YouTube space. You're the guy. You're the guy that can throw up an edit that I'm always like blown away with, and you do it quickly. Um, which well, is the key to YouTube, I think, is being prompt. I don't know. I don't know because I, I don't really read the comments on Scott's channel, but me and Colin get blown up all the time with, "Gosh, the tournament ended two days ago. Where's the video?" <laughs> all the yeah. time. People people love love saying that. It's, it, it's like it doesn't just pop out of nowhere. No, it, and I, I don't know how long your edits take. You, you obviously are way more intricate and, and way more cinematic than than what I go for. Which I work for Dustin, so it's quick and dirty, and that's the way yeah. I edit it is quick and dirty. Um, I just try to if there's somewhat of a story there and it sort of pieces together and makes sense, we're going with it because it's uh, it's speed to me is almost it is key um, in those tournaments. Um, and plus, I'm just I'm not a very cinematic guy anyway. Neither is Dustin, so we just sort of go with it. Uh oh, we just lost McCoy. All right, we got you back now. We're good. Okay, cool. Yeah, you, <laughs> That's you, my fault. no, you just like dropped out, and I was like, uh oh, we lost him. He's gone. Um, yeah. But it, your your stuff is so good, and I I I just want to compliment you on that, and you get it done so quickly, and you're. I told Colin that's got to be our first guest. If we can get a guest, that needs to be our first guest. I've only met him once. I met him at ICAST for like five minutes, but yep. surely like he'll, he'll jump on. And just a backstory on the podcast, we came up with the name and I'm, you actually fish tournaments. Like you, you'll, you'll hop in a tournament every now and then from what I, what I've seen on Instagram. Um, yeah, just some local stuff up in Pennsylvania, but, but me and Colin will not do that. Like we're, we're mediocre at best. So we get asked a lot of questions like, oh, well, what, what do you think they're going to be using this week? It's, Dude, I'm just a camera guy. But that's I, that's literally our, we say that all the time. I'm just the camera guy. I, I don't know. I'm just the camera guy. Um, so that's how we ended up with the name of the podcast. But I want to know a little bit about you. When, when did you get started in, in the filming side of stuff? How long have you been involved in fishing? And then when, when did the two worlds collide? And then when you met up with Scott? Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been kind of fishing pretty much my entire life. I fished with my grandfather uh, up in Pennsylvania. We just had a little local lake that, and that's where you're originally from. Room. Is Pennsylvania originally from Pennsylvania? Yeah, I was born in North Carolina, but we moved to Pennsylvania when I was real young, and that's where my grandparents live and everything. So, um, I kind of that's how I got kind of hooked into it. But I really didn't start bass fishing seriously until I was about sixteen, um, and I credit that mostly to like the YouTube space, the Guggen mm-hmm. squad, John B, all those guys. Yep. Um, they definitely got me into the fishing part of it. And then I'm like the filming part and like documenting the entire experience was kind of cool. So I started doing that a little bit while I was in high school and I really didn't know what I was doing at all, but it was nobody just fun does. To fun to nobody do does. Yeah. When they first pick up a camera, you have no <laughs> idea what all the buttons are. You just, oh, the red one hits record. Let's do that. Right. Yeah. So I kind of um, did that for a while and I'm like, this is cool. But then I ended up going to college and didn't really love college. I, I just didn't feel like I was at the right place in a way, like not 
at the right college. Just like, I didn't feel like college was right for me. Right. So I went for a semester and did really well in school. It wasn't like I had bad grades or anything, but I ended up dropping out, moving to Florida with some friends and just trying to somehow get into the fishing industry. And I was still doing like my YouTube channel and stuff. It really wasn't doing anything. And then somehow, I don't remember how it happened. I just started like to become behind the camera, Mm -hmm. like just filming other people doing small, like little documentary things like for my friends. And um, that made me realize that I kind of like being behind the camera a lot more. I'm not a very great personality in front of the camera. So um, I started doing some stuff like that. And then Scott happened to put out a post that he was looking for a camera guy. So I was like, I'm in like perfect spot in my life right now that I can, I can drop everything and go mm-hmm. and go pursue this. And I guess the rest is history there. He flew me down and basically worked for a week on a tournament, his first Bassmaster open. And he ended up hiring me after that week. So it's, uh, it's been a, been a crazy ride since then. <laughs> oh no. And got them. So I've, I've followed Scott, I, same thing on my end and, and Colin's got sort of a similar, a similar story. Um, and we've told that on this podcast before, but I did my, I did my YouTube thing too. And it was, it was all because of Guggen squad. Like I watched Guggen squad and I was like, man, I, I love fishing. I've always been interested. I've always been that guy that had the camera that ran around, didn't really know what I was doing, but I could piece it together. You know what I mean? At the end, right. I could, I could lay it out on a timeline and make it make sense. And why not let those two worlds collide and ended up working with catch co a little bit when I was doing my YouTube thing. And I randomly DMs Dustin one day and just said, Hey, I need a graphing course, but I don't really have any cash. Can I trade you a couple videos? And that's how that whole thing started. But I learned real quickly. The same thing is I was always trying to be someone I wasn't on camera. You know what I mean? I was trying right. to be the low Joe. I was trying to have that personality or, I was emulating other people rather than myself, but I could really be myself right, yeah. behind the camera. And once I realized that it was just, it was game over. I, I, I really yeah. enjoy, I enjoy the editing part of it too, which is, is, is weird. I think you gotta be a little psychotic to enjoy that part because you're stuck behind a screen for hours, if not days sometimes, um, just trying yeah. to get it right. And, and luckily with the way me and Dustin have it set up, I don't have to have it perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. I don't really do sound design. I I can't color grade because I'm colorblind, which is why I shoot on Canon. Everybody shoots on Sony, but I shoot on Canon because out of the box, the colors are really, really true. Um, I yeah. don't have to. I yeah. don't have to mess with them. Oranges can get a little funky sometimes, but you don't really have to mess with them too much. And I'm sure you're a Sony shooter. Yeah, I'm assuming yeah. everybody I'm is. Um, what, what what's the uh, what's the body of choice? Um, if I were to choose one, I would say probably the a7s3 mm-hmm. is, is super versatile. Uh, it's a good one. It's versatile. Yeah. It's, it's small. You can run and gun it. You can set it up as like a cinema rig too. But the camera that I'm using right now is the Sony FX6, which I've changed my rig up a few times. The I've had boy. like a big screen on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a great camera. Like I think the picture looks substantially better than the a7s3, Yep. but it is, it's a bigger body. It's, it's got more like, I don't know. It's just, it's harder to run around with, but yeah, there's some features to that camera that I wouldn't trade for the world. It's yeah. Just, but it's a I great mean, camera. you, you also do, you do the discovery channel show or the discovery channel show as well. Yeah. Yeah. We I mean, that. so that's, I, I, that's yeah, where it's nice for Yeah, A hundred percent. I could see like that having the cash recording and everything. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to always be recording, which is nice. Yep. Um, so I'm so. running the, I'm running the R five on, on Canon, which is, Great camera, super good at pictures, but it, it's a really, yeah. really good body for for video as well. Um, everybody else in the house is running the FX3. They, they're and yeah. they're loving yeah, a, the FX3. It's a great camera. I haven't personally like really used one a lot, mm-hmm. but I've heard there's a lot of guys on the Elite Tour that a lot of the camera guys there that are that's what they're using. Yeah, as well. it's it's almost become the new the new thing like you know every now and then you'll have a camera that comes out and everybody's like oh my gosh this is the one um and yeah. right now that's the one Every, everybody's everybody's loving the fx fx3 so yeah, it's, a, it's a great camera i i got it and i've got to ask this just because i've always been curious how it originated bucky's 
Everywhere <laughs> you go, you stop at a Bucky's. I got to know the story of how it started and when did it just become a thing? Or did you just not stop posting and talking about it that it just became a thing? See, I'm not really, I'm not really sure how it all came to be. Honestly, uh, the first time I went to Bucky's, it was I was on a trip with my girlfriend at the time. We were headed out to Colorado, and we stopped at the one in Panama City, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I was just blown away by it. Didn't I mean I didn't post anything crazy about it or anything like that? But once I started working for Scott, like I made it a point that we would always stop there because it was cheaper gas and it was just great food and everything. And somehow like on the videos, people just kind of associated me with that. I think Scott started joking about like, Oh McCoy, he looks like Bucky when he smiles, that kind of thing. I was going to so say, I was going to say I could, stuck. I could see some similarities in, in the logo <laughs> a little bit, but I didn't want to just yeah. go out flat out and say it, but I think everybody that that's sort of where everybody leans to. They're like, Oh, McCoy yeah. and, and Bucky's it's, I mean, he might as well be Bucky. Not yeah. The, <laughs> yeah like, that's what I'm the, saying. The, the, the teeth, not so much, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't really have super buck teeth. No, but, no, but uh, I guess it's the cheeks. <laughs> that's what people <laughs> say. But it's like, it's funny how at every tournament, like people either know my name or they know me as Bucky and, basically, which is, it's, it's interesting how things just kind of, Oh, and I've seen people randomly like just stop at a Bucky's and tag you, like it's, all the time, it's every day. Hilarious. <laughs> and honestly, that that's that's super cool. That that really is. That's that's cool. And I've told Dustin yeah. this too because it happens on our side as well. Dustin has allowed me to to be part of the channel. I don't just have to be the camera guy, which he always tells me. You know, on these travel vlogs, dude. If I'm sitting here talking to myself, it's boring. Like I need that back and forth between me and you right behind the camera. I need you to talk a little bit. And it, it's super cool when the fans sort of acknowledge that and you're, you're, you're part of it. You know what I mean? Like they include you a little bit. And really when a camera guy is never really supposed to be included, you're not supposed to know we exist. If you don't know we exist, we did our job. Right. That's kind of unique about Scott as well. Kind of like how you're saying is he'll involve me and Dylan, the other camera guy, like in the videos and, it, it's kind of cool and we get a little recognition in public, which is, is kind of, it's, it's just cool to us. It, it, uh, oh, it's super cool. And it, it takes you off guard a little bit. Like I, I'm sure yeah. like if you walk around the classic, when I'm walking around Redcrest, it just, it sort of takes you cause you're not really on camera a whole lot. Like if ever, like you almost, when I see myself on camera in a video, I almost try to edit around it or get out of it because I, I just exactly. don't like it. Like, I don't like it. I'll cut myself out so much. A hundred, <laughs> a hundred times I will cut myself out, but there's one time where you're just like, I, I can't like, it's, it's kind of, it, exactly. it yeah. leads to the next point that we're about to make. I've got, I've got to be in it for a second. And it's just, it's, it's so cool that the fan base in, in fishing is so loyal and they're kind of a cult. Honestly, there, there's this yeah. cult following for all these guys. And it's just kind of cool to be a part of it. Um, did you ever think you would you would be where you are? Like five to ten years ago, did you think you would be right here? Not right here, I wouldn't say. But I knew I knew I wanted to work in the fishing industry somewhere. I wasn't sure exactly how that would play out, but you didn't realize uh, you were going to be with the biggest channel in tournament fishing. No, no, definitely not. Um, Shooting Discovery Channel shows. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's definitely surreal to me still to this day. I mean, I've been working for Scott for four years, but it's still just, it's cool to think about that. But that's on my resume now is Discovery Channel. And actually, we're on ESPN too for the last few years. Oh, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. When it records on my TV, it's on the, it records the Discovery Channel. I guess that's the way yeah. I've, got, I've got it set up, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah that's, I, I never thought I'd be where I'm at. So it's, it's pretty awesome. What is, uh, let, let's do a let's do a high and low real quick. What is the the coolest moment you've had working in, in the YouTube space or the filming space? And then what is that one moment like? Oof! Let's try not to remember that. Like, <laughs> uh, like just experience wise, or like oh yeah, just like something okay, that yeah. okay, that whole experience or that thing was probably the coolest thing that I've ever done working in this in this space. And then either one time you've just totally embarrassed yourself or you've just had a, a screw up and I'll share mine. Um, I, I'm not going to hold back mine either, but I, I just want to hear yours. 
Um, so the coolest, if I were to, there's so many cool moments, honestly, that we've, we've done. And, um, I mean, you can, I can always lean on the Brazil trip going peacock fishing like that. But I think honestly, the coolest thing that we've done is the classic, the first time Scott fished it just to even be a part of that because of just the story behind it, his dad fishing bass for all those years. And then just being there to document his first Bassmaster Classic, have his dad there and everything, just capture the behind the scenes. That was, that's definitely got to be up there for one of the coolest things. Um, and then the lowest, probably, it's not even public on YouTube yet. I'm actually still editing the video. But this tournament, uh, this last tournament that we had, the St. Lawrence, there's, I'm sure you've heard of the One Chip Challenge. Oh yeah. Um, Scott bought those at a gas station and apparently we lost a bet, me and the other camera guy, Dylan. So he made us eat one and I'm like, Oh, it can't be that bad. Like right. I'm not great with spicy stuff, yeah. but it was, it was about 30 to 45 minutes straight of just shaking and pain and just like wanting to throw up everything in my entire body. Oh, my so that gosh. it'll be a pretty funny, funny part in the video, but that was that was definitely the worst experience ever, <laughs> and that, that's recent. So I don't know if you keep yeah, up with yeah. with any of like the Dean Cruz channels or, or anything like that. Which it's really kind of funny, and I, I've tried explaining this to people. I used to watch YouTube videos almost exclusively all day, every day, because I was always trying to yeah. pick up on little things like maybe it was an editing style, or maybe it was a trend, or maybe it was just something I was always watching. And now I, it's like the last two or three years, I just don't have time. Like I hardly ever, I, I get to skim a video, but I don't ever really get to sit down and just watch because um, we're, yeah, we're I, always I, so on the move. I could say that's the exact same thing I've heard from every other camera guy I've ever talked to. And the same for me as well. Like I used to do the same thing you did, try and pick up on editing styles, just pick up new things, try and learn. And I just enjoy consuming that content, but yeah. it just seems like I, like you said, I don't have time now. It's, yeah. it's weird. Or, or I find myself almost watching different stuff. Like yeah, yeah, you just totally zone out of the space because you've seen so much. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's it's all the same. Like I'll, I'll sometimes like get into the racing scene, like NASCAR, mm-hmm. the behind the scenes of that. Like there's some channels there, and just some of the different industries, just to get away, almost get us away from the fishing industry for a little, because you're yeah. just involved in it so much. You almost need an escape sometimes. And, which and is, I'll circle back. I'll circle back. This is an interesting topic. I'll circle back to this. Um, so one thing we did, and we almost did the, the chip challenge you were talking about this year. Um, the the reason we didn't is because we thought we were going to kill somebody because uh, we had we had seen so many bad things. And we'd already we'd already been doing so much stuff. So we we started a game. I came up with a game probably three years ago. Um, and I've told Dustin this, and my philosophy with YouTube has been the tournament stuff is is awesome. But a lot of the reason people watch is they already get to consume the tournament when it's happening. Like Bass has live, MLF has live. They get to consume that. They really want to know what happened surrounding it. And if we can show that and sort of peel back the curtain, and, and I always tell Dustin, if I can just knock you down a few pegs, Meaning that it, when someone runs up to you at a gas station, they're not like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, are you Dustin? Can, can, can I get your autograph? If, if I know I've done my job when they walk up and go, hey, three videos ago, what jerkbait were you throwing? Like as if they've just known you their whole life. You know what I mean? Right. I said, if I can knock you down a few pegs, show you doing something stupid that literally proving the point that literally you put on your pants half the time backwards, just like everybody else. You know what I mean? If if I can do that, then then I've done my job. And so our 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 content becomes more of us just trying to let you mentally check out and laugh. So two or three yeah. years ago, I came up with this game, and the original name of it was called Cup or Consequence. Um, but essentially, it was we set up um, like beer pong, like cups in in like a beer pong shape, and you would flip a jig into them. You'd have two guys because we got four guys in the house. Two guys on each side, mm-hmm. they're on teams. When they rang a cup, the person whose cup got rang has to either pick, they take a consequence or what's in the cup, but you don't know what's in the cup yet. There's two safes that are just water, but there's four cups that could be anything. 
And we did stuff like the it was like beef flavored baby food was in one cup. You had to take a, a, oh, a spoon yeah. of that. You had to take a shot of cod liver oil. You had to do the cinnamon challenge was one of this last one where you do a spoon spoonful of just pure cinnamon. It was just really bad stuff, right? It was all yeah. hit a hit of like the the world's strongest smelling salt. Like it was just really really bad stuff. Or you had to take a consequence, which we had a hat that you would draw a number out of, and the number corresponded to a thing. Like it would be like wear an adult depends over your pants at blast off. You had to wear them all morning. So it was, they were all bad things, but it made for a great video that would also potentially make it on MLF Live, which would give the angler coverage, right? Yeah. Um, and I had, to, I think I had seen that some of those consequences had make it, made it on live. They have. Year. So I, I was always like, what is going on in that yes, house? Yes. It, <laughs> and that like, makes sense. We now. had banana flip flops was one of them. You had to wear that. Um, the first tournament out, you had to wear muck boots in Florida. Um, muck boots for like the whole first period so Did dustin have to do that one no dustin was really bad about trying to get out of all of them so one of them was at red crest he got out of one of the consequences in florida so he had to do i can't remember what he had to do um it was something embarrassing that he didn't he didn't want to do right and and everybody yeah. kept telling like we had people like we didn't know how good those videos were going to do and they didn't really necessarily do good numbers, but it was the loyal fan that would watch literally anything any of the group put out. They were so heavily involved. You know what I mean? Like they felt so yeah, involved in that. It, yes, for sure. for sure. So there was a um, an invitational tournament that Jacob went to, and there were fans coming up to him saying, dude, Dustin welched on that that deal. Like you got to get him back. You got to get him back. At Redcrest, tournament, biggest tournament of the season for us, um, we had a fan come up with a pink tutu and they said, Dustin has to wear this all morning through his first cast. Well, Dustin had a live camera to start off the day. So he's out there in a pink tutu for oh the, which at the biggest tournament of our season. Our, and he had just won Red Crest the year before. So he definitely had a camera. Oh, right? oh he cameras camera. all yeah. over. Yeah. It was <laughs> hilarious, right? Like it was like we're sitting here checking all the boxes like this is perfect. Sponsors freaking loved it. Like it was just it was good. But all that to say is is yes. So we we did sort of a similar thing where we're always trying to find these weird foods. The one chip challenge was one that we had looked at and then we'd also we were always looking at different hot sauces. Like you just got to take a a couple dabs mm-hmm. of this hot sauce and some of the reviews because by the end of the season, you've run out of ideas. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're really yeah. scraping the bottom of the barrel. And we'll, like one time we had them eat crickets. Like you got to eat a cricket. Like, I mean, it was flavor. Like a live cricket? No, like it was. Oh, okay. It was one it of was, like yeah, those yeah, yeah. ones you buy at the gas station or something. Yeah. And, and we did it more of like a, uh, we picked things that sounded easy. Like, hey, you've got to eat like seven saltines at once without taking a drink. Like that sounds easy until you try it. And I don't know if you've ever tried that, but you will literally feel like you're dying. Because it deprives, you can't swallow because really? it deprives all the all the saliva in your mouth, right? It instantly just soaks it all up and you can't even swallow. You can't really breathe because if you breathe in, you're going to inhale all the chips. It's it's almost like waterboarding, but it sounds so easy. But we were going for yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, seven saltines. It doesn't sound. Yeah, seven saltines. You just got, and you don't even have to put them all in your mouth. Just take one big bite and just see where it goes. We did that one. <laughs> and then we did... Um, that one and, and the cinnamon one is the one that got the guys the worst. And they sounded so easy. The guys thought it was going to be so easy. And the ones that they thought were hard, like eating a cricket that's literally flavored in like cheddar, like that you would put on like cheddar chips. Yeah. It's super easy, but it sounds terrible. You know what I mean? Like we, we went. Right. It's like op- the opposite of what you right. think. But we, we, we went and we tried to do. We, I told Colin, I was like, dude, we're going to end up killing somebody if we get some of this hot sauce. Like we're, we're, we're. Which at the end, the last tournament, we did the cinnamon thing. We did, we did several. I can't remember. The cinnamon one is one stuck out, but literally the next day after we did it, Adrian ended up having appendicitis, had to drop out of the tournament, have his appendix removed right there in Saginaw Bay. Oh my God. Which he blames that. Um, that was, and a lot of the fans do too. The doctor says he doesn't think it was related, but it, we still felt bad about it. Yeah. So that was a pretty, pretty, that was a pretty low that. moment. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty yeah. long moment. So, uh, so my highs and lows. That all of that to say, I, I talked way too much there. But oh, my my highs and lows. Uh, 
the high this year, and going back to what you were saying, at Redcrest, we got to tour Joe Gibbs Racing. Um, we got an invite since we're with Bass Pro to, to go and tour Joe Gibbs Racing, which is, I'm a huge NASCAR guy. So yeah. that was yeah, super yeah. cool. We got a pair of like Martin Truex's gloves. So that's awesome. Uh, dude, it was, it was freaking awesome. Cool. And we're, we're trying to set up a, a deal where at the first of October, we're, we're going to go and we're going to get pit passes and we're going to hang out with the team when they're at Talladega up here in Alabama. So we're, we're working on that. We're, we're hoping that'll happen. The low, sweet, yeah. the low for me, um, I left a, uh, and this happened this season, Dustin's stuff is very quick and dirty and I edit it quick and dirty and I'm always going for the laugh, right? I'm always trying to find where, where's, where's something funny and at heavy hitters this year, um, our league uh, during certain tournaments, they fish out of league boats. They don't get to fish out of their boat. They fish out of mm-hmm. like a 19 foot league boat. And he was with a manufacturer of that boat that is not his, like is not affiliated at all with Triton, which is what he runs. Um, And he said some things about the boat that I thought were hilarious. The league did not think they were hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. I bet that boat company was not happy. Oh dude. It got it. I left (laughs) it in the video. I posted it. Dustin said, I mean, I asked like, Hey, should, is that okay if I leave that in there? Cause there's, there's a moment and I'm sure you've had this too, where you're editing something and you're, you literally see it and you're like, that's really, really funny. I'm not sure I should do this though. Like I had that moment. I looked at my wife, my wife was standing next to me when I was editing it. And I said, I'm not sure I should put this in there. And she said, then don't do it. And I was like, I'll ask Dustin, I'll leave it in for now. I'm just, I'll ask Dustin before I'm done. And he was like, dude, it's fine. Just leave it in there. It's, it's, that's funny. Right. We're not saying anything. He said, I'm talking about that one boat in particular. And in context, he was, right? He was talking about just that one. Um, well, it got cut, put on TikTok by a fan. The owner of the boat company saw it. It was it was bad. It, there there were wow. talks of yeah. big fines and it, it was it was bad. That was that was a pretty low moment. We ended up having to go. Luckily, YouTube does have a very crappy feature where you can go in and edit a video. <laughs> So I have it takes to, forever. It does. It, it, <laughs> and in, and in, a, and in a moment where you want it gone instantly and it's like, all right, we're going to process this for about four hours. Okay. Just hang tight. And I'm like, gosh, but the original still playing, like, please just get that going. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've had a few of those <laughs> where it's like, we need this out now. Right. You don't want to take it down. No. And then you got to repost it. And it, it messes everything up. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, that was, that was, uh, that was my low moment for the, uh, that was for the year and for the the time that I've been I've been doing it. Yeah, oh yeah, we've goodness. we've had a few not not to that extent, but just some circumstances where like I probably should have cut that out, and we didn't really catch it. Our, <laughs> the you the comments will always let you know that you oh that in there. instantly it can be at the end of the video and they'll they'll find it within five seconds and start start yeah. blowing you up on it. Um, I've, yeah. I've also <laughs> let I let a. <laughs> This was my my second year on tour. I left Jacob Wheeler's phone number um, in the video. Mm. So, oh my god! Well, I was editing, and I, I he was on Bluetooth on on like Dustin's truck, and I panned the camera past the front of like the dash, and I made a point to look at the dash and make sure it wasn't flashing his number on the screen. What I failed to miss, and I missed it, I don't know, four or five times reviewing the video, is the lady, when he didn't pick up, the lady that goes, you have called 205. And Dustin's talking, he was talking as that was happening. So I was focused on what he was saying when I was editing it. Not what was right. happening in the background. Not the number that was being read oh, out. Oh the God. first five comments were like, so I'm texting Jacob after this video. And I was like, oh my gosh, like it, it was, that, that one was pretty rough too. Did he have to get a new number and everything? No, he ended up, he ended up getting, uh, I think he had like 30 missed calls um, and some text messages, but I was able to remove it in like an hour and a half. Um, and I, That's good. I eventually, I like we were, we had really bad Wi-Fi at the time. So I just took the whole video down and reposted the next day. I mean, it only been up for 20 minutes when I realized what was going on because of the comments. Um, so it didn't screw up the video too bad, but it, that yeah. was one. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Scott's ca- old camera guy, Brandon had actually done that to him the year before, two years before I started. 
and it was in there for a while apparently scott's number and scott still to this day gets random calls from people that's it's, hilarious. it's wild how they still have his number that's hilarious but yeah. Uh, so. See, I didn't have to worry about oh, Dustin. He he had a guide service for forever on the CUSA, and he just literally had his cell phone number up on his website for forever. And he would <laughs> always get these random calls, and he's like, how are these people getting my number? And finally, like, literally last year, we, we figured out where it was. So it's that we, we've taken nice. all that. We've taken care of that. Now I can talk about it. So, But that was one of yeah. those things, like, just don't That's acknowledge funny. it. Um, so anyway, <laughs> so w- what's 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 coming up? What's coming up for you? Like the rest of this year? Um, yeah, we uh we just finished the Bassmaster Elite season uh, a few weeks ago. So now currently I'm sitting in Little Rock or Hot Springs, Arkansas for the Pan American Games for Team USA, I guess. Uh it's a bass fishing tournament basically with I think seven or eight different countries here. It's just basically like the South American, Central American, Canada, and Mexico countries. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in October we'll fly to Lisbon, Portugal. Yep. And that'll be like the big, the big tournament, like the world tournament where you'll have Germany and Japan and all the different European countries will be there. South Africa, Zimbabwe. Um, so we'll be over there for about 10 days or so. Uh, so I'm really excited for that. Yep. I, Just being I was in a different country. And- I was not invited to that, but Dustin's going to be there. <laughs> So, oh, Dustin will be in Dust, Portugal. Yeah, Dustin will. He's fishing. Him and awesome. Jacob are partnered up. So Jacob's going to be there as well, I believe. Uh, Brody's making the trip. Um, yep. so yep. Brody will be with Jacob. Dustin's just going to self film. So nice. Yeah, yep. that'll be it'll be a really cool cool experience. So I wish he could be there, but it's, uh, it, it is what it is, dude. I've <laughs> I'm got sure I'll I've got to a, film Dustin a little bit. I've got a wife and t- yeah, good luck with that. It's him and Jacob. It's like herding cats. Um, they're, they're, they're literally, they've got so much ADD in them. It's unbelievable. Um, yeah. but it'll be entertaining. Uh, Dustin's always good for a couple one liners. So, um, yeah, yeah. We filmed a few shows with him and he's, he's oh, always been good on camera. Yeah. So that's great. I think I started working for Dustin two weeks before y'all filmed on the Cusa. Ah, yeah. So it was like right at the same gotcha. time I just got that deal. Nice. Yeah. Um it was a few years ago. Crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's been about three or four years now. Um Yeah. So I've got I've got a wife and two little kids, like little little kids. So I I, I do not want to if I was invited to that, it would have been really, really tough to explain that to the wife that I need to go away for another ten days. Cause the season itself yeah. is already a grind. I don't think people quite understand how big of a grind that stuff is. And then you're constantly yeah. moving. You can't really edit in a car. So you've got to get somewhere somewhat stable. Um, and just, I think that's, that's the trick that I've kind of gotten down is I almost edit better in a truck in the passenger seat. I think that's where some of my speed comes from is really the ability to edit anywhere. You don't get uh, sick at all. It depends who's driving. If Scott's <laughs> driving, maybe sometimes <laughs> he's he kind of he's not the best driver in the world but he's right. not the worst i don't want to blast him but right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but sometimes i'll get sick it just depends on where we're at but listen we don't have a I, giant I actually, audience yet we've only had like a few hundred <laughs> so it, it's all good yeah no it's uh but yeah i think that's one of my tricks to speed doing that but uh, kind of going to going off of what you said people don't realize how taxing the season is. It's no. not only taxing meant like physically, but mentally like after this, this lot, the season just ended for us like two weeks ago, I had to completely put everything away for a few days mm-hmm. and just relax because yep. just being on the road, I was on the road for 40 days straight. Mm-hmm. So as you can tell, that probably would not go over well with your wife. Oh, and, uh, ain't no way. Definitely doesn't go over well with a girlfriend. So, <laughs> and, and that's another thing. So, so if Colin was here, Colin would would say, you know, he he doesn't know how anyone can have a girlfriend. Like he he always tells me, dude, you came into this like already married, so you already had like everything sort of built in. It's super hard to have a relationship with the schedule that we have to keep because yeah. we're never I've, around. Yeah, I've, I've almost realized it's it's almost impossible. It, it, you've got to have the right kind of person that is super understanding and patient because even when we are home 
we go into this little hole and we just start messing around on computers all day. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. We, we've always got either, a, which I've, I've now got studio speakers, so I don't have to worry about headphones as much anymore, but it's like, it was always like, I'm on, I got headphones and I, I can't hear a thing and I'm going to be here for probably eight hours until I get to a good stopping point and then I'm, I'm out. Like I, I like to sit down and just try to knock out as much as I can. I don't, I don't like doing the, I've got an hour here. I've got two hours there. Um, I, I, I hate doing that. Sometimes you have to, um, especially when you're traveling, but I usually just lock myself away. And then me and Colin both have full-time jobs on top of all this that, that we, we balance as we're doing all of it. Um, yeah, I, I don't, and that, that would be tough. Oh, definitely. it's like not for me. Easy. This is my full-time job, which right. is nice, but yeah. having to worry about something else. I, I don't know how you guys would do that. We, we, it's a lot of late nights, a lot, yeah. a lot of late nights. Um, but it's, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it, we're, we're not to the point where we've built up either Mark's channel for Colin and, and me for Dustin's channel where it, it makes sense yet. You know what I mean? Um, so we're, we're using it as almost like a a side income and we're Colin's hustling in the same space. Like he's, he's does hunting videos and, and I'm more of a marketing person. Um, actually you may or may not know this. And if you do know this, I apologize. And it may be the, the, the other editor. Um, but I followed Rafe and Hillary on Okeechobee Mm -hmm. last year. Um, with the company that I work for and I shot some video for him. I, I, y'all hired, I can't remember the kid's name. There was a kid that was out there. He uh, always films the Florida Bass Nation stuff. Tyler. Tyler. Post. Yes. Tyler Post. Yeah. Um, he was supposed to film Hillary that week and he had to jump and do something else. He was like, Hey, do you mind following her first part of the morning? And I did. And we had so many boats zipping around us and I had that long lens and I couldn't keep it stable. And I felt so bad because I'm about to hand over this footage. It's almost unusable because you know, it's not stable. Like as you're shooting it, it's like, this yes. is terrible. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And the fact that I'm a cannon shooter, which granted he was shooting on a cannon too, which, which kind of helped my cause a little bit. But a lot of times the colors don't, even if you try to match them, they, they're always a little bit off of a Sony. Yeah. Um, I was sitting there going, I, I just, they're going to, this is going to McCoy or whoever's going to edit this. This is going to be their first introduction to me and what an introduction we're about to make. <laughs> um, so I apologize for that, but I think, I think the video ended up being okay. Um, I don't know that. Much yeah. Of, I think I remember that. That was on Harris chain, right? No, it was on Okeechobee. Okeechobee. Yeah, it was on okay. Okeechobee. Um, I think, uh, it was early in the year. It was like early February of 2022. Yeah. So it was early last year, but it was, it was a decent tournament. They did pretty well. Um, Hillary and Rafe, they did they did pretty well. Yeah. If I remember correctly, I think they finished I, like third. I think I vaguely remember that. I think that that video definitely turned out well. Yeah, I don't think it really affected it I that mean, much. I mean, most on of the, the stuff, water footage is on the water footage. Yeah, I mean, it was mainly it was mainly they needed to use GoPro footage because we we left them before they really started catching them. So it was really just a bunch of them panning up from the water, you know, getting the lily pads yeah. or whatever they were in and panning up as they're looking. Um, just a lot of B-roll yeah. stuff basically. But anyway, that, that, I don't, I don't even know if you knew that was, that was some of the footage that I, that I gave over, but, and then I met you at iCast and that was really, really cool. Um, I actually told this story and this, this is probably going to make you laugh. And I didn't realize that you, 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 you kind of followed the same path I did with having the YouTube thing and you sort of just stuck mm-hmm. your neck out there and you ended up working for a professional angler and doing their, their, their YouTube stuff. Um, but I always look around and I'm always feel like uh, I have imposter syndrome a lot of times. Like, I don't know how I got here, but somehow we're here. We just need to make the best of it. We need to make it look like we know what the hell we're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> and I, I ran up to you at ICAST and I was like, hey, McCoy, I, my name is Brett. I work for Dustin. And I just want you to know how big of an impact this made on me. You looked at me and you said, oh, I know who you are. Yeah, and yeah with, I, I definitely knew you were. But it, w- I, I've told that I told that to Colin, like uh, when I when I first met Colin. Colin was like, "So have you met anybody like that's like in in the?" I said, "I met McCoy for like five seconds one time." I said, "But the crazy part is, is he knew who I was." And he was like, "What?" And he was like, "Yeah." I was like he was like, "No, I know who you are." And I was like, "Dude, at that moment, I felt like I made it. Like, dang, we made it. We did it. Like other videographers know who we are." Now, 
yeah. whether that's for good or bad reasons, like, oh, yeah, I've seen your stuff. It's terrible. Definitely, uh, definitely not bad stuff. Definitely but, not bad. But uh, it, I always preface telling everybody, you know, dude, I, I, it's totally run and gun on our end. We do not, on purpose, we don't try to be cinematic. Um, and there's a lot of guys that, that are, um, I think, and, and they do a great job with it. It's just not the style that Dustin wants. Um, people like Kyle do a phenomenal job. Um, I was going to bring that up is like you and I both know how hard on the water footage can be. And Kyle, I put him at the very top of tournament fishing, all of that. Yeah. He, he creates the best cinematic, uh, episodes and stuff. Maybe not as much off the water like we do, Yep. but on the water, I really applaud him and He's a great dude. I don't know if you've ever met Kyle. No, but. I've never met him. I want to. Um, it's just Kyle is one of the best human beings you'll ever meet. He he's, he does a awesome. phenomenal job. I think Zaldane's crew that he's running with is is yep. really stepping up their stuff. They're doing some phenomenal stuff. And see, I almost and, and I'm going to get blasted for saying this. I I don't really like doing on the water stuff. Um, I don't either. To be I, I, I I'd get really good pictures. But it's really hard for me to, and, and this just goes with, I, because we edit so quick and dirty, I'll almost forget that, oh yeah, I do have like big camera footage from that day. Like I just go straight from the GoPro angles, which I need to get with you after this and figure out what kind of mount you're using on the passenger side of the boat, because I'm trying to get that angle. And I don't know, y'all have got this weird arm that's got like three or four axis on it, like that pendulum around. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell is that thing? Like what? Because it, every time I've tried to mount something over there, it, it's not stable enough. Um, yeah, especially that when we get I can definitely water. send you it. Um, I just, and I, I've told Dustin, I said, the biggest thing we're missing, cause Dustin will not wear a chesty. He, he just won't do it. I said, is I'm missing angles. I need more angles that I can jump back and forth to just to keep engagement up. It's really tough to do a video from one, one camera, just one. To keep point it smooth of view. too. Just, yeah. I, I said, you, I, can, you can hide cuts and everything. It's, a 100%. I can make stuff seem more seamless than it is. Um, mm-hmm. so short and fights, that kind of thing. It's yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of tricks to the trade there. That, that 100%. Sure. Um, but I, I want to get that angle and I, I looked at, um, putting like a almost like a yolo tech you know getting some kind of nav port put behind the passenger seat but with the way we have officials and they have to stand up to weigh fish i would end up getting the back of an official 90 percent of the time mm-hmm. and i want it to be sort of in front of them just a little bit um and i yeah. love that angle that y'all got there and i just don't know i've literally i've got a picture on my phone of where I, you posted a story and it was just you holding the camera in the back of the boat but I snapshotted it so I could get a better look at that, that mount. Um, yeah, no, I, I've sent that to a few people cause they've been asking just like you did. It's, it's on Amazon, but you have to know exactly what to look yep, for. You and, will not find it. And I've tried so I can, and I, I can't can find it get with you after this. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely get that to you, but so, it, it is interesting. Go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 you, you got it. Um, kind of going off the mounts and stuff. I remember, I don't know if Vlat still does it, but he had a, like a nav light port put like right on the edge of his deck, it, like installed there mm-hmm. from the boat manufacturer. And he had like a Yolo tech right on the edge of the deck, which was interesting. Yep. I remember seeing that one time. I'm not sure if he still does that or not, but I've that's tried, a cool uh, I'd, I'd like to do. I've wanted, yeah. And I, I, we've looked at doing different stuff like that with the, the, the group that rigs Dustin's boat. I've sat down with him like, Hey, I'd like a nav port here and a nav port here. Um, but then you run into the issue, especially when they go up north. Dustin, a lot, along with a lot of other guys, runs around the boat like crazy when they hook into a smallmouth, right? So they're they're constantly running right. around, and then you've got these poles sticking up everywhere. And I'm just like, well, I don't want to do that either. You know what I mean? Like you, you you start you start getting in the way of well, is this so critical to the video that it it may mess him up a little bit, which is never what you want. Um, right. Yeah. You don't want to ever affect their fishing. Right. That's, 100%. That's always precedent. So I'm just, that's kind of part of our job too, is to not like for me personally, I try not to have Scott worrying about cameras. Yep. So you've got to be very prepared and not have to have any issues. If there's issues you need to resolve quick, 
because he needs to focus on fishing. Which a lot of the stuff that, yeah, 100%, we've switched from GoPros for that very reason. Because I can't tell you how many times a GoPro will just decide, hey, I'm overheating or I just don't want to do it or whatever that GoPro does. And we're we're straight DJI now for our tournaments set up. We've still got GoPros that I'll let him run around with, um, which they're his cameras. I just get super protective over them because he loses everything and sort of just throws stuff around. Um, I've always told him, I was like, if I give you our GoPros, like the of the many that we have, if I give them all to you, we'll inevitably show up at a tournament. You will not have any of them or the one I do find. You'll be like, Oh yeah, that one broke a week ago. I forgot to tell you. I said, and we're in the middle of nowhere and I just can't get anything. You can't go to a Best Buy in (laughs) the middle of South Dakota. No, 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 no. no. So I was like, the DJIs I'm keeping, like they're going to stay in my hard case at all times. I know they're cleaned. I know the ND filter on them is not cracked. Like I, I, everything good. It's good. You can have the GoPros, you can throw them in a lake, do whatever you want with them, film whatever you want in the off season when I'm not around, just, you're not touching these DJIs. Um, and yeah, that, those that, GoPros are, <laughs> they're, they're a piece of work. Dude, they just, we, we've almost exclusively switched over to DJI now because of that. It's just a more bulletproof camera. Yeah. The fact they that they do I, get really hot though, but it doesn't, have you ever burnt it, yourself on one? <laughs> I, so I felt how hot they get. But the fact that it doesn't quit, you know what I mean? Like it, right. it's still going to push through it. I can run a battery, internal battery in it, which was always my gripe with a GoPro. When it's super hot in the summer, I've got to take the internal battery out to keep it functioning. But if I lose power on my external battery or it gets kicked or whatever, it just dies and you never know it. You don't hear it. There's no beep. There's just, it's gone. Yeah. It just turns off um, sometimes. And it, it's, it's just not good. And, I mean, when your livelihood or for the most part is, is on the line with that stuff, I just, I would rather trust it with the DJI camera than I would a GoPro. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it's kind of, kind of going off topic just a little bit, but in relation to GoPros, I remember we did a, I was part of a Guggen shoot in Florida that Dustin was at and he, they, like you said, he doesn't wear a chesty. Mm-hmm. He had, he had had to put on a chesty for that shoot. Um, for like the Guggen Squad videos, and he got he set the hook and got all like started reeling, got all wrapped up in the cords, and he was just stuck like right on his yep. in the middle of his chest, just all jacked up like he couldn't even reel in the fish. It, that was one of the funniest moments. I've oh, ever seen. He, he, he! I'm sure that's on YouTube actually. He, yeah, I, I, I remember seeing it. That that was the uh, video where they literally called Catchco at the beginning of it, trying to get him to give money to the winner. Yeah. And, and, and it, was, it was Eli at Ketchka. And he was like, dude, no. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? No. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was, that was a funny, funny um, trip. But. No, Dustin doesn't wear, doesn't wear a chesty, will not wear a chesty because he always claims that when he sets the hook, he sets it across his body, which, okay, so does everybody. Like, everybody does that. Yeah. But for whatever reason, the way he does it, he always gets the butt into the rod, into the cables every time. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how I run the cable. I could have a 90 coming off on the cable and I mean, literally tape it to the mount all the way through where he'll still, he'll still find a way to get it wrapped <laughs> up. Um, and he, he claims up north in the smallmouth tournaments. He said, when I set the hook, I set straight up and down. He said, so I, I, I can wear a chesty. But I told him, I was like, why, why risk it right now in the middle of a hundred thousand dollar tournament? Like, right. Why? Yeah. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Let's just let's keep rolling with what we got. And we just have these little dash mounted cameras. But I want to get that other angle. Um and I really don't like the uh the nav light traditional yellow tech on the back. I mm-hmm. think it's too far away. It's way too broad. Um I, I like it to be a little bit more concentrated on the front. So we're gonna I wanna try to jump to the other side of the boat um this year. So yeah, I definitely want to get with you on that mount. But dude, it's been it's been great talking with you. Like it it's yeah. we've we've got to do this again in a couple months. Like after after you get Absolutely. back from all this stuff, Colin definitely wants to to talk to you. Um, Colin's backstory, not to like completely like throw Colin under the bus. Colin just started working with Mark this year. Um, he's really good with a camera, um, but he just doesn't have a lot of connections, and he's he's been a big fan of everybody's channel for forever. Colin's still in the stage of doing the YouTube thing where he 
somehow still has time to watch all of YouTube videos. Like he watches everybody's yeah, stuff. He's still, still early. Yeah, he, he's still in that first year. Uh, you know what I mean? Where, oh, I'm, yeah. st- I'm watching everything. So he, uh, he's obviously a big fan of yours. Um, big fan of Kyle's. Um, I can't remember the, the two guys that Sal Dane's got now. Um, he's got Johnny, Charles and Johnny. Yeah. yeah. So it, and they're both very, very good. Yeah. Oh, guys. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So I'm just, and that's, that's kind of what I love about the industry that we're in the fishing industry. There's so many camera guys now. Yep. And if you ask anyone for help nine times out of 10, they will help. It's, you. it's super weird. Uh, I've only and met, we're all just a big community. I've met only one or two guys that it's like, and I'm not going to name names. I've only met one or two guys that are somewhat in the industry. They're not necessarily in the tournament industry that are, that are just like, nah, I'm too good to give you help. For the most part, everybody I've run into, it's like, oh, you need something? Let me, let me jump in and help you. Oh, I saw that you, you know, your drone like was down. I went and got you some stuff. You know what I mean? For it's everybody's just always so willing to help. And that, that definitely helps with the confidence because I think any camera guy I've, I've realized would, would lie to you if they think they, they, they've got it all together. I think we all have that little bit of imposter syndrome, even though we do good enough, we're never for ourselves good enough. You know what I mean? We're always trying to find a way to be better. Like, and especially when like, because you and I both do it a lot, like the tournament videos, Mm -hmm. I end up putting them out and I'm like, I really don't think that one was great. Like I, I hated the montages in it. Like I just kind of threw them together. But then you go back and you look at the comments and people are like, Oh, that was awesome. Yep. Like it it it's weird. It's that imposter syndrome. You it, don't one hundred percent hard to hard to explain. So uh, r- sure. real real quick, what is your favorite part of every video? Like that I and I, that may be a weird question, but the reason I said that is because you said montage. The my favorite part of every video is the blast off sequence. I always do mm-hmm. a music set to him jumping in the boat, slow-mo of the life jacket going on, you know, those style shots with the drone stuff. And it's just yeah. to get you from point A, which is the ramp, to point B, which is lines in or, you know, the, your first spot. Um, those are my favorite sequences of every video because I actually get to be myself in those. You know what I mean? I don't, it's not so much of I'm it's following this. Creativity. Yeah. There, there's more, it's not, yeah. I'm just following him catching fish and something that happened in the middle of it. Like I've got a little bit more control over it and I can manipulate it to what I want to be. Like if I want to really pump up or make it super heavy, I can, I can, I can do what I want to do in those situations. That's why I was just asking. Those are my favorite part of the videos. Yeah. I mean, I would say we kind of do the same thing. We have like to transition, like you said, from, the dock to his first fishing spot. We have that montage part, but I would almost say that like my favorite parts are building the intros at the very beginning of the video. You're really freaking good at that. You're really, I I, 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 like it's always, it's, it's, and it's, it's so across different platforms. You can use that like uh, of social media, but that 30 second to 45 second deal that you do leading into every tournament. And it's almost like that becomes the intro for the tournament. Yeah, yeah, we end up using it on like practice day one and day two, and then whatever days after that, just because it, it kind of sets it up. Like I'm yep. just trying to set up the entire where we're at, mm-hmm. what, what's going on, that kind of thing. And yep. I think the creativity for me in that is kind of that's what keeps me going with it because the rest of it's just it's fishing. It's, Here, here's the behind nothing super creative about it. You're, no, 100%. And here, here's, here's behind the scenes. How long does it take you to come up with that 30 to 45 seconds? You know, it's, it's weird. It, it all depends. Um, sometimes I'll sit there for a few hours, four or five hours looking for a song, mm-hmm. uh, thinking about the shots I'll get. Uh, and sometimes I'll have the shots and it'll take me 10 minutes to do. Wow. It just, it kind of flows. And then there's some, like, I'm not sure if you watched my favorite one from last year, we were at the Mississippi river uh, in lacrosse where I had it like, the underwater and it kind of acted like the camera came up and blew up on the frog. That was one of my favorite ones. Yep. That one I shot the first day of practice. I basically shot all the shots and put it together in probably 20 minutes. Is it sometimes there's just an idea that comes in your head and you just 
you just do it. You just know how to do it for some reason. And I think that's the beauty. Do you, in, do you ever stop industry. and ask yourself, cause me and Colin have talked about this a lot off of the podcast, off camera, off, just, just me and him talking. Do you ever stop and have that moment of like where you've been working on a shot or been thinking about a shot and you're trying in the middle of it and you're trying to get it right. Right. Just to know yeah. in the back of your head, you have this realization, like I've been working on this shot for a solid 30 minutes and it's going to be three seconds in this video. And like you, how much does it really matter? And, and you stop and you think, what in the hell am I doing? You know what I mean? Like why, why is this so important to me? But it's almost become a, a I've got to do it now. Like I'm so invested. I've got to do it. Like I, there was the, one of the first shots that I did like that. And it pissed Dustin off. Cause I kept making him redo it. Cause he, he kept walking wrong was I wanted him to walk up to me on the dock, like chest straight into the lens. And then I wanted to go to the other side of him, his back, have the, have the lens up against his back and have him walk away. But it needed to be the same mm, pace. See you see it like, it's almost like he just walked through yeah. the camera. Yeah. And we probably did that three or four times that morning. And he was just like, let me get in my freaking boat and get ready for that. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 but this is going to be super, super cool. Like, it's going to be really, really cool. And it was, it was a cool shot, but it was like three and a half seconds in that, that morning, like sequence. And yeah. he was just like, dude, that was not worth it. And I was like, well, maybe not to you. And maybe no one really noticed it, but I knew it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I knew it. Yeah. I, I, see, was, I see where you're going with that. So I, I sometimes just, the just getting out of the sorry. boat, like, you, <laughs> like get, it's, it's really hard because we're over the phone. So you can't really see when anyone's about to start talking. Um, but like you were talking about, about coming through the water as if the camera was what blew up on the frog. You, right. you were out of the boat. You were probably in the water at any moment where you're like, okay, if any of the seals on this, I don't know if you were using a GoPro or what you were using. Um, to, to do that shot. Yeah, it was but, a GoPro. Okay. So yeah. it's, it's, so I don't him, have any underwater housing or anything. Oh, dude, I, I, I just got my R5 underwater housing and I've been playing with it. Um, and it's exciting, but terrifying yeah. because, because you're going, yeah, okay, there's a little bit breaks, there's a little bitty rubber ring that goes around and that is protecting $4,000 worth of equipment on the inside that mm -hmm. I'm just doing this for fun. And the, the shot that we were doing, I was just getting pictures cause I was testing it out as I was on the edge of a dock in the water. And I, I did the half in the water, half out of the water and had Dustin skip a frog right at the lens and high shutter speed, just trying to get, you know, that shot. And it, it was a badass shot, but the whole time I, I don't know that I ever unpuckered. Yeah. There's that constant <laughs> anxiety of like, did the seal break? Cause you don't know until you take it out. It's like, your well, so my, my favorite part is it's got a little sensor in it that'll start beeping if it senses any kind of moisture, right? Mm. Well, that's cool and all, but if it's beeping, I'm already screwed. Like that beeping is that's only true. telling me that it's, Hey, yeah, it messed up. Like I was going to find that out in 20 minutes when I took it out of the case anyway. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I guess it. It's like a feel good. Yeah. It's like a feel good safety. It's got a little red light that blinks. Yeah. At you and it's like, well, that's cool and all, but we've already messed up. Like we're already screwed. Yeah. We're already, we're already in trouble. <laughs> so anyway, that's funny. Um, dude, we've, uh, we've, we've made it about an hour on this podcast. So I, I think we're going to wrap it up. We're definitely going to have you back on. I know that was a quick hour. Um, I do appreciate yeah, you was. hopping on. Um, this has been a fun chat. We're going to have to do it again. Um, I'll send you a link. Send me a send me like a headshot or something we can use for the thumbnail of this of this uh this podcast. So okay. I yeah. I can just have it up there. Um you're you're our first guest. We've we've just been internally talking this awesome. entire time. Um <laughs> and and real quick, Bass just released their schedule yesterday. Mm -hmm. Y'all are going to a lot of places. That's all I'm gonna say. Like I looked and I was like, holy crap, nine events, ten events with the classic, and a lot of them yep. seem back to back. Um so y'all are going to have, a, it actually looks like a badass schedule. Um, a lot of, yeah, big, a lot of big fish, big fish places. places. Um, and I guess we'll, we'll never really see each other actually working because you're, you're on that side of things and I'm on the other tournament trail. And yeah. that's, uh, listen, we, you can plead the fifth and this is going to be the final question. And we're literally going to end it right on this question. 
because I I know the answer from our part, which is none. Is the, what is the deal with the animosity? Does it feel like there's ever animosity between Bass and MLF? It's almost like a Walmart and Target. I, I don't I don't I don't know what the deal is, but it's there's always this this hidden animosity. I, I feel like do you do you feel like that at all? I feel like that, but I can't tell you where it stems from. Yeah, I don't know either. I, I, I'm not super I, like I wasn't super involved in it when the whole split happened yeah. and all that. So I don't I don't know like how all that went down. So I just kind of try and stay out of it. Well, try we, and keep we, on the good side of things. And, our <laughs> our guys jump into it every now and then uh, because they feel like they're always getting ganged up on or for for whatever reason. Um, I've never got that impression from Scott. I don't think Scott cares. He's just like we're all professionals out here. Let's just be professional. So yeah, it's, no, it's just like two different leagues. There, there's there's a there's a couple guys on both both tours that I think that for whatever reason they like beating their chest over it, but whatever. Anyway, that's all. That's all. Yeah, that, that was it. That was it. That was my only spicy yeah. thing I wanted to talk about right here at the <laughs> end, just to just to spice things up. Why not? All right, McCoy. Uh, have a good one. Good luck. Uh, good luck shooting this week, and and be safe. Headed yeah, over to Portugal. We'll we'll get back together probably before Christmas sometime. Um, we'll have Colin back in here and uh, we'll, we'll talk shop again. Well, cause at that point yeah. we're getting ready for the the new year, the new season. Yeah, that'll be awesome. So I appreciate you having me on and it's been a, it's been good talking to you. Absolutely, buddy. So, hopefully uh, we'll be able to do it again and uh, hopefully yeah, we'll actually be absolutely. able to like one day we'll be able to get together, get a beer, do whatever and, and, and just hang out and talk shop. Yeah. That'd All be, right. that'd be awesome. All yeah. right, buddy. We'll have a good one and, uh, and stay safe. Yeah, thank you, you too. All right, bye-bye. All right, too.